I'm Elizabeth Slattery, and welcome to SCOTUS 101, where we break down what's happening at the Supreme Court, what the justices are up to, and other things related to our favorite branch of government. This is a special summer session edition of SCOTUS 101. Since we have a Supreme Court nomination battle brewing in Washington, be sure to tune in for episodes over the course of the summer, where we're going to talk about the nominee and what's happening in the Senate. Today, I'm joined by my boss and the official fact checker of SCOTUS 101, John Malcolm. It's great to be with you, Elizabeth. Yeah, John, it's great to have you back on SCOTUS 101. So let's talk about Monday night. You were at the White House for the big announcement. What was it like? Yeah, it was tremendously exciting. So about three hours before uh, the announcement, I got this email saying, guess what? You're invited to uh, to the White House. And I, of course, had, I'd, I'd been to the White House, but I hadn't been there for an event of this kind. And it was incredibly exciting. Everybody was happy uh, to be there. And all of a sudden, I found myself uh, seated in the front row uh, uh, next to Maureen uh, Scalia and near uh, near Ed Meese. So I was right at the door when people would dignitaries would come in and I would uh, I would shake their hand and and the atmosphere was electric. Everybody there uh, knows Brett Kavanaugh, respects Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, it was the experience of a lifetime. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Just you know, watching the TV coverage before the nomination started, and we, you know, we could all see you on TV, and you were taking pictures. You looked a little bit like a tourist. It was great. <laughs> yeah, my wife said that. She said, "You know, you, you were taking all these pictures. You look exactly like a tourist." One, I had no idea the cameras would be on me that whole time because I was <laughs> off to the side. And two, I guess I should have worn a Hawaiian shirt or something to sort of complete the ensemble. At least you weren't like Brett over here. Let's get a <laughs> selfie. That's right. No photo bombing of the president and Brett Kavanaugh. But I, I loved that Mrs. Scalia was there and that she got a great shout out and that Ed Meese was there and, and the president recognized him as well. So that was uh, that was really wonderful to see. All right, let's talk about the man who is on everybody's minds, Brett Kavanaugh. He's a D.C. Circuit judge, born and bred in the D.C. area. He attended a local Jesuit high school, Georgetown Prep, where he was two years ahead of Neil Gorsuch. And then he went on to Yale College and Yale Law School. So, John, can you give us a rundown of his career from there up until when he became a judge? Sure, an incredibly impressive uh, career. He did two circuit court clerkships. He clerked for Walter Stapleton on the Third Circuit uh, and then uh, Judge Alex Kaczynski on the Ninth Circuit. He then had a year gap where he did uh, a Bristol Fellowship in the Solicitor General's office at the Department of Justice under then Solicitor General Ken Starr. He then clerked uh, for Justice Anthony Kennedy, the man he will replace once confirmed, where his co-clerk was Neil Gorsuch. After that was done, he rejoined Ken Starr, but this time at the Office of Independent Counsel, uh, where he was involved in, he was the primary uh, prosecutor and investigator in the Vince Foster suicide matter, and he was one of the uh, authors of the Starr report. Uh, he then went uh, uh, to a prestigious Washington law firm. It's actually a Chicago firm, but their Washington office, Kirkland & Ellis. Uh, he eventually made partner there. Uh, and then he uh, went and joined the White House, where for five years he served as a senior advisor, starting out as uh, an associate counsel, then becoming a senior associate counsel, and then ending up as uh, staff secretary and assistant uh, directly to the president. And then he was he was actually nominated in 2003 to the D.C. Circuit, but it was a, a contentious confirmation process. So, he, so he's already used to that. Uh, and in 2006, he was he was confirmed to the D.C. Circuit. That's right. As you mentioned, he was originally nominated by President Bush in 2003 and languished in the Senate for three years. Uh, at the time, the Democrats controlled the Senate and they were successful installing uh, a number of nominees, and they actually defeated a few, including Miguel Estrada, who also had been nominated to the D.C. Circuit. 
Uh, But Kavanaugh was ultimately confirmed with four Democrats voting for him, although none of them remain in the Senate today. So we'll see what happens with the Democrats, uh, the 2018 Democrats. But um, before we talk about some of the highlights of his service on the D.C. Circuit, let's talk a little bit about the the Kavanaugh family. So he comes from a a family of of lawyers. Yes, that's true, although they went to, uh, unlike me, they didn't go straight from college uh, to law school. So his parents were there, and he, he really... He praised his mother, describing her as a trailblazer. Uh, His mom, uh, Martha Kavanaugh, uh, was a public school teacher, uh, and both she and her husband, Edward, decided to go go to law school when uh, Judge Kavanaugh was a a teenager. They were classmates. They graduated together from the Washington School of Law at American University. He works, I believe, for a trade association. She became a a prosecutor in Montgomery County. While she was a prosecutor, she served on a commission dealing with spousal uh, abuse. And then uh, later on, she became a judge. Uh, And that's uh, – she retired, I believe, in 2001. But for the last eight years of her legal career, uh, she was uh, a judge in Montgomery County. Yeah, and during his remarks at the White House, he said, Judge Kavanaugh, in my mind, is always my mom. It's not me. Uh, which I thought was sweet. That was great. Uh, so his wife, Ashley, and their two daughters were also on hand at the White House. Kavanaugh and his wife met in the Bush White House. Uh, they both worked for President Bush. And they actually went on their first date on September 10th, 2001, the day before the terrorist attacks on the Twin Towers and at the Pentagon here in D.C. And during his speech Monday night, he talked about his memory of the the morning after their first date when they were at the White House and they were being evacuated um, and how over the weeks and months that followed Ashley Ashley, his wife, uh, was really a source of strength for President Bush and, and many others in the White House. Uh, so they have two daughters, Margaret and Liza, um, who who were just really adorable during the uh, during the announcement. He he said, you know, uh, my I forget which one, but my my one daughter loves uh, loves basketball and loves to read, and the other one loves basketball and loves to talk, uh, which I thought was great. So maybe she'll be a future lawyer too. <laughs> uh, but Judge Kavanaugh coaches both of their basketball teams, which um, we've learned firsthand at Heritage because for for several years we were trying to get him to come give a speech for uh, for our annual Joseph Story lecture, and he had to decline a couple years in a row because it conflicted with basketball tryouts. Yeah, um, no, that was that was something he, he gave the one daughter who said talk so much a, a low five on the uh, uh, when he was up there at the podium, and he said that the girls referred to him as Coach K, uh, which I'm sure Mike Chachevsky would now really appreciate. Yeah, <laughs> but he's also active in his church, and he volunteers with Catholic charities. And I loved seeing uh, Father John Ensler at the White House for the announcement. He's a bit of a celebrity in the D.C. Catholic community, so that was that was really great. But moving on to his service as a judge, Kavanaugh has been on the D.C. Circuit for 12 years now, and this court is often considered the stepping stone to the Supreme Court. Chief Justice Roberts came from there, and Justices Thomas, Ginsburg, and and Scalia had all uh, served on the D.C. Circuit. So can you give us the highlights of his time on the D.C. Circuit? Well, he's had a very impressive judicial career. He's authored uh, over 300 opinions on a wide array of issues. I mean, the D.C. Circuit is considered the second most important uh, important court in the land, and for good and sufficient reasons, it considers a lot of very, very important administrative uh, cases that bubble their way up eventually to the Supreme Court. Uh, and he is, you know, a highly respected scholar by judges around the country for good and sufficient reasons. Um, so, if someone had to read, only had time to read one or two Kavanaugh opinions, do you have some favorites you'd point people to? Sure. Uh, well, he is. Um, 
uh, uh, very solid on things like separation of powers. He cares a lot about that. That that is in part influenced, I'm sure, by his five years working in the executive branch in, in the Bush uh, White House. Uh, he wrote uh, an outstanding opinion that was subsequently vacated by the en banc court uh, declaring the structure of the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau to be unconstitutional because it has a single director who can only be removed for a cause. Uh, that case is PHH Corporation versus CFPB. Uh, there are a number of other cases that one could look at. I suppose if you were interested in, in his views on the Second Amendment, after the Supreme Court's 2008 opinion in uh, Heller versus D.C., uh, D.C. Uh, amended its gun laws uh, and, and banned the use of semi-automatic rifles and uh, Judge Kavanaugh that, – that ban was upheld by the D.C. Circuit but Judge Kavanaugh wrote uh, a dissenting opinion doing a, a really thorough historical uh, analysis. But you know, I, I could name for you many, many cases that Judge Kavanaugh uh, has written. He's you know, a, an erudite scholar, a deep thinker, a clear uh, writer. Uh, and so his his views are going to be fully explored uh, by the Senate Judiciary Committee. But I think that uh, at the end of the day, a majority of the committee, a majority of the senators and certainly the American people are going to like what they see. I think so too. So how would you describe Kavanaugh's judicial philosophy? Yeah, he is uh, – he's written not only in his opinions but through a series of speeches and articles, uh, a clear admiration for instance for Justice Scalia whom uh, whom he viewed as – you know, a, a very admirable judge. He is a textualist. He is an originalist. So somebody who will interpret and apply the law, whether it's statutory or the Constitution, based on its text as it was written uh, and understood at the time uh, that they that those things became law. Uh, he's not going to import into the law his personal or political, you know, preferences. Uh, he believes, as I said, in, in in strict separation of powers. He has expressed. Uh, skepticism towards what's known as the Chevron Doctrine, which is the great degree, I would say excessive degree of deference that uh, courts show to executive branch agencies when it comes to interpreting what are arguably ambiguous laws. Uh, it's a judicial philosophy that I admire that I think uh, stands the country in the rule of law in good stead. When he was at Heritage last year, he gave a speech talking about the problem with Congress passing these vague and ambiguous laws. Uh, and so we'll we'll tweet out the video of that speech, but also the, the published remarks. Uh, over the course of the summer, the American people will get to know more about Judge Kavanaugh. So be sure to tune in for more episodes to learn about him and the confirmation process. Thanks, John, for joining me for this, uh, this quick summer session uh, episode of SCOTUS 101. Great to be with you. So thanks for listening to SCOTUS 101. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And please leave us a rating if you enjoy listening. You can also follow us on Twitter at SCOTUS 101 and email us at SCOTUS 101 at heritage.org with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You've been listening to SCOTUS 101, executive produced by Elizabeth Slattery and Tiffany Bates. Sound design by Michael Gooden, Lauren Evans, and Thalia Rampersat. For more information, visit heritage.org.